0: On my side, I'm no longer seeing comments, so we are getting into the word. Begin to prepare your Bibles, and we are getting into the word. Now, when I talk about spiritual health, when I talk about spiritual health, spiritual health, let us pray. Father, bless your word. We speak an anointing. We speak grace. We speak power. By saying, let your hand be upon what we are doing. the name of jesus let your anointing be upon what we are doing in the name of jesus we've prayed somebody say amen somebody say amen spiritual health you see oftentimes as people we get our bodies healthy through running and jogging and having gymnasium membership many of us we are registered with uh, virgin active and all these gymnasiums and we as well get our minds healthy that is why we do mental health um, sessions and interviews with professionals so that we can get our minds healthy but we, we sometimes forget something very important which is our spirit we forget our spirits which is the most critical thing your mind can be healthy your body can be healthy but if your spirit is not healthy all these things don't count a man is a tripartite or a triune being a man is a spirit he lives in a body and he got a soul that is the mind Your spirit has to be healthy. Somebody say hallelujah. You see, a healthy person is a person that places value upon the word of God. When we say that you are spiritually healthy, you have to place value upon the word of God. You cannot be spiritually healthy if you don't place value upon the word of God. Somebody say amen. So when you begin to Despise and undermine the word of God, that is where now you are starting to be deformed spiritually. Somebody say hallelujah. That is where now you are starting to be deformed spiritually. Spiritual health, when somebody is healthy spiritually, that particular person places value upon the word of God. Look at this Psalms 119, verse number 72. The Bible says, The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver the law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. You see, the value you place upon the word determines the virtue you draw from it. The value you place upon the word determines the virtue you draw from it. The the word of God won't, won't profit you much when you don't value it. The word of God will not profit you much when you don't value it the word of god begins to profit you begins to make change in your life when you value it somebody say hallelujah job chapter number 23 and verse number 12 the word of god says neither have i gone back from the commandments of his lips i have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food i have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food i have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food this is job job is saying that more than chakalaka more than budevores more than steak more than maguina, more than buckfish More than all these things, lasagna, uh, more than tamarok, more than sushi. I have placed the word of God above my necessary food. I value the word of God. He was understanding that for my spirit to be healthy, I gotta have the word in my spirit. I gotta have some word. I'm going to take it to somebody. Somebody say, Amen. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. We must arrive at a place whereby we value the word of God. We must arrive at a place whereby we take the word of God serious. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Somebody say, Praise the Lord. You see, God wants us to respect his word. Isaiah chapter 66 and verse number 2. The word of God says, For all those things hath mine hand Made and those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. And trembleth at my word. God says, I look at this person. I'm looking for this kind of person that trembleth. That, that, that word tremble means to reverence. It means to respect. God is saying that I need men and women. I need boys and girls that will respect my word. That will honor my word. That will take my word serious. Am I talking to somebody? If if you are a parent and you have kids and anytime you talk to your kids and you tell them that baby don't do this, baby don't do that, but they keep on disobeying you, they keep on disregarding you, will you feel proud about those kids? Will you keep on doing great things for those kids? God is saying the same thing that I cannot keep on blessing you. I cannot keep on protecting you. I cannot keep on doing all these things when you refuse to value my word. I need you to value my word. I will look at this person. I am looking at this person. I will want this kind of person that will value my word, value my word a lot of us we are looking for what God can give us but we we, we don't want him we want what he can give us but we don't want him, God says I want people that will want me, somebody say hallelujah somebody say hallelujah somebody say praise the Lord, somebody say praise the Lord, God wants us to obey his word God sees our obedience as love When you begin to obey the word, God sees it as love. When you begin to do what God says to do, God says, that guy loves me. When you do what he has written down in his word, he says, she loves me. He loves me. When you do what he says to do, somebody say, hallelujah. Somebody say, praise the Lord. You see, Jesus is saying in John chapter 14 and verse number 15. In the Amplified He says If you really love me You will keep And obey My commandments If you really love me If you really You love me This is Jesus You will keep my commandments Jesus is saying You cannot say that you love me When you don't keep my word When you don't do What I say to do I don't, I don't listen to what you say. I look at what you do because actions speak louder than words. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. And, and in the message, it says that if you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. If you love me, show it. God says today, I want you to show it, prove it. I need you to show me. I've been hearing you sing that I love you, Lord. I've seen you cry that I love you, Lord. But today, I don't want you to tell me. Do it. Can, can you prove it to me? Can, can you show it by action? Somebody say hallelujah. You see, telling Jesus that we love him is sweet. But it is useless when we live in disobedience. Telling Jesus that I love you, I'll do anything for you, my God. It is sweet. It is nice. But not when we live. In disobedience. Somebody say praise the Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. The greatest mistake in life. Is to despise the word. The greatest mistake any of us can do. Is to arrive at a place whereby we despise the word. That is not taking the word serious. You see when you despise the word. Calamity is inevitable. To people who don't take the word serious. Look at proverbs 13 13 the word of god says who so despiseth the word shall be destroyed who so despiseth the word shall be destroyed the word of god says when you begin to despise when you begin to look down upon my word you will be destroyed when you when you don't value my word when you don't take my word serious calamity is inevitable Somebody say hallelujah. And I need you to understand that there are benefits when we love the word. There are benefits when we take the word serious. You see, the Bible says in Psalms 107 verse number 20, that he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent his word and healed them. He did not send an angel, a seraphim, and a cherubim. He just sent his word. So the word heals you. The greatest benefit or one of the benefits from the word is that the word heals you. Somebody say hallelujah. The word heals you. It heals you. The word heals you. Somebody say praise the Lord. The word heals you. The word heals you. The word heals you. The word heals you. Somebody said, the word heals me. He sent his word. You see, the word is health to your body. The word of God is health to your body. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 20. It says, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes keep them in the midst of thine heart for they are life unto those that find them they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh somebody say hallelujah they are health to all their flesh so the word of God is health to your flesh. When you begin to listen to the word, when you begin to hear the word, even physically, the word of God begins to physically affect you, physically impact you. I'm talking to somebody whereby your youth is renewed, whereby you are vibrant because of the word. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. Somebody say praise the Lord. The, the, another benefit of the word: the word encourages. The word encourages. Proverbs chapter number twelve, verse number twenty-five. In the C in the CEB, it says, "Anxiety or anxiety leads to depression, but a good word encourages. A good word, a good word encourages. A good word." There is a greater encouragement that comes from the word. As you are receiving this word right now into your house, into your flat, into your apartment, into your double-story house. Now, this word begins to encourage you. A good word encourages. It's one of the benefits of the words. Somebody say hallelujah. You see, the the word of God is is God's tool to deal with worry. God uses his word to deal with worry. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. God uses his word to deal with worry. God uses his word to deal with worry. Am I talking to somebody? God uses his word to deal with worry. Proverbs chapter number 12, verse number 25 in the NLT says, Worry weighs a person down. Worry, you know, when you are worried, when you are thinking too much, this thing can, can weigh you down. It can pull you down it can pull you down when you're worried, what am I gonna eat? what am I gonna wear? What are my kids gonna eat? this thing can begin to pull you down. but listen to the other part of the scripture, but it says, an encouraging word an encouraging word cheers a person up an encouraging word cheers a person up an encouraging word cheers a person up an encouraging word cheers a person up, a person up. So. When you begin to hear the word, the word encourages you and it cheers you up. So, this is God's formula of dealing with worry. You see, this is to say that the further you are from the word, the closer you are to worry. Your proximity to worry is determined by your proximity to the word. The closer you are to the word, the further you are to worry. Somebody say, Amen. Somebody say, Hallelujah. 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 Now, I you to understand this. The word of God induces a burning desire for the things of God. The word of God puts in you a desire for the things of God. A, a desire that is burning. A desire that cannot be quenched for the things of God. Somebody say hallelujah. There that, that is a desire that can only be brought into your spirit by the word of God. There is only... The word of God can only bring that desire. Somebody say Amen your neighbor say the word of God Brings a burning desire The word of God Brings a burning desire For the things of God Am I talking to somebody The word of God brings A burning desire For the things of God I don't know if you are hearing the preacher I don't know if you are understanding what I'm saying Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse number 9 Jeremiah 20 and verse number 9 the word of God says, "Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of forbearing." and I could not stay. I was weary of forbearing and I could not stay. Are you getting what the word of God is saying? Jeremiah says that I wanted to keep quiet. I wanted to stop, you know, speaking about the word. I wanted to stop going to church. I wanted to stop all these things you know i wanted to stop ministry i wanted to quit ministry remember jeremiah was a young was a, was, a, was a minister in his teenage years and he felt that you know what these things are overwhelming they are tiring i gotta wake up in the morning and begin to prepare all this live broadcasting. i gotta always prepare a message i gotta always you know uh, phone people in the middle of the night people phone me looking for help i'm tired of all this this was jeremiah i'm tired as he was saying that he was tired he, he says but his word my god oh but his word was like fire shut up in my bones oh my god <laughs> The word of God was like fire. I, I, I did not want to do this anymore. I wanted to quit but there was fire shut up in my bones. There was fire in my bones. There was fire in my bones. You know I, I I found I just couldn't stop. I wanted to stop preaching but the word pushed me. I wanted to stop giving but the word pushed me. I wanted to stop tithing but the word pushed me. I wanted to stop going to church but the word pushed me. I wanted to stop serving in the church but the word, the word, the word, the word the word was inducing a desire there was a desire in my spirit for the things of God which was being induced by the word somebody say yeah so the word of God begins to induce a desire inside of you there is a desire inside of you that can only be induced by the word your pastor can't give you this desire. Your mama can't give you this desire. Your friends can't give you this desire. Only the word can give you this desire. There is a desire which only the word. That is what the Bible says. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word 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 was God oh my god this word was god so when you take in the word into your spirit you are taking in god when you put in the word in your mind you're putting in god when you put in the bible into your soul you're putting in god oh my god i talk to somebody. the word is the pipe that puts god into your spirit as i continue to go to hospitals this is one of the things that i've seen they will put in a pipe into a person that is extremely sick and cannot eat they will plug it into the nose and it will go straight into the stomach and they will push food into this person through that pipe when when, when you take in the word you are connecting a pipe into your spirit oh jesus <laughs> the pipe in which moves in divinity the entire heaven moves through this pipe uh-huh. the holy ghost moves through this pipe everything begins to go deep on the inside of you through this pipe somebody say hallelujah the word shake your neighbor say the word shake your neighbor say the word the word of God encapsulates life The more word you hear, the more life gets imparted into you. The more word you hear, the more life gets imparted into you. Am I talking to somebody? In Israel, they they, they read the word of God to their kids from birth until they are grown up. And as a result, their children became more wise and healthy. Am I talking to somebody? Why? Because the word of God encapsulates life. The Word of God says in John six sixty three that the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The words that I speak unto you, these words, they are spirit and they are life. These words, they, they, they carry life, it carries life. So the, the Word of God carries life, it encapsulates life inside of the Word that is life. When you take the Word into your spirit, you are imparting life into your spirit. Somebody say hallelujah. The word of God is a weapon through which we defeat the enemy. Matthew chapter 4 verse number 1. Then was Jesus led of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Verse number 2. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Verse number 4. But he answered and said, it is written." Am I talking to somebody, when the devil came to tempt Jesus, Jesus did not take out a sword. He did not take out a gun. He took out the Bible. He said, it is written. Anytime the devil visits your house, pick up some word. Anytime a disease visits your body, pick up the word. Anytime you feel down, depressed and out, pick up the word. Am I talking to somebody, this is how we defeat the devil. This is how we fight. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Said it is written, men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Verse number five. Then the devil take him up into the holy city and setteth him upon a pinnacle of the temple. Verse number six. And said unto him, If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his ch- his angels charge concerning thee, and their hands shall and and in their hands shall they bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Verse number seven. Jesus said unto him, It is written again. Oh Jesus, it is written again. When the devil came with, with the second attempt, Jesus went back to the word again. You see. Any time the devil comes, go back into the word. Don't, don't mix the word of God with anything. You see, God alone is powerful. God without being mixed with anything is powerful. What dilutes God is when you want to add something to God. Jesus just spoke a word. That was it. Spoke a word. The word of God is enough. Child of God, the word of God is enough for your battles. Word of God is enough for the situation that you are dealing with. The word of God is enough. Somebody said the word of God is enough. Somebody said the word of God is enough. Somebody said the word of God is enough. Can I hear the people in the house? Say the word of God is enough. your volume is not alright. Say the word of God is enough. Shout it like you mean it. The word of God is enough. Much better, much better, much better. Say it, type it, say the word of God is enough. And and the Bible says, It's written again, thou shalt worship the Lord. Thy God. No, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And the devil taketh him up now into an exceeding high mountain. And showeth him all the kingdoms of the world. And the glory of them. Verse 9. And saith unto him, all these things will I give thee, if thou shalt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, get thee hence, Satan. For it is written. The devil came for the third time. Jesus said, it is written. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. The only tool Jesus used to deal with the devil, it was just the word. You see, I think the, the problem many people make is that when you quote the word once, the devil is going to go. Yes, he's going to go, but he's going to come back again. And when he comes back again, you need to, to, to speak the word again. I'm going to to somebody. And it doesn't mean when he leaves... It's gone forever. It's going to come back again and speak the word again. Get ready to speak the word over and over and over and over and over. Sometimes you make a declaration and you feel that everything is good. I've declared the word and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. Speak the word again. (laughs) When the enemy comes again speak the word again. Don't look at the devil. Speak the word. And this is a word for somebody that is watching me right now. When that devil comes in into your house again speak the word again. When it comes into your marriage again, speak the word again. When it comes into your job again, speak the word again. When it comes into your business again, speak the word again. When it comes into your money again, speak the word again. When it comes into your kids again, speak the word again. Anytime he attacks again, speak the word again. Speak the word again. Speak the word again. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Now, the word of God is able to make you wise. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse number 15. The Bible says that, And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. You have known the Holy Scriptures, Timothy, that are able to make you wise. The Word of God is able to make you wise. The Word of God can make you wiser than any other thing on earth. Still remember Solomon. Solomon was the wisest man to have ever lived by the world. God can give you supernatural wisdom. God can make you smart in that business. God can make you smart. And I want to challenge you. If you want the wisdom of God, get into the word of God. God can give you wisdom to grow your business. God, You see, I think sometimes people make the mistake of limiting God. God can give you wisdom to do engineering. God can give you wisdom to do consulting. Sometimes people get stuck because they've neglected God. Am I talking to somebody? A life without God is like a car without an engine. It cannot do anything. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say bless the Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. The word of God will work for you if you are a doer of the word. God does not respect people, but he respects his word. Any person who does what the word says, he will get what the word says. Any person who does what the word says, you will get what the word says. James 1, 2, 2. James 1 verse 22, it says, But be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. But be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. You, you got you to gotta learn to be a doer of the word. The power in the word is in the doing. Be a doer. Be a doer of the word. You see, I don't want to raise a church of people that are informed i want to raise a church of people that are transformed the word of god is not only meant for your information but it's meant for your transformation and the transformation comes in the doing you gotta act out that word you gotta you gotta you gotta believe the word and act the word somebody say hallelujah somebody say praise the lord somebody say power except number 10 verse number 34 the word of god says then peter opened his mouth and said all the truth i perceive that God is not a respecter of persons. Verse 35, But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. God is not a respecter of persons. God does not respect people. God respects his principles. God respects what he said. When you do what he said, now you, you, you graduate to a place whereby God respects you am i talking to somebody somebody say hallelujah but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him in any nation in any culture in whatever culture in whatever language you speak as long as you do the word god respects you god says that's my girl that's my boy am i talking to somebody when you pick up the word and you begin to do what the word says god says that's my girl that's my girl somebody say hallelujah the word makes you grow one of the benefits of the word the word makes you grow First Peter 2 2, one of my, my most favorite scriptures. First Peter 2 2, get it for me. First Peter 2 2. As newborn babes. <laughs> hey, desire ye the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. That you may grow thereby. As newborn babes desire ye the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. So the only way to spiritual maturity, it is when somebody honors the word. It is when somebody desires the word. Just like a baby desires milk, God says, desire my word so you can grow. So spiritual growth comes through the word. There is no spiritual growth with a closed Bible. There's no way you can grow spiritually when your Bible is closed. There's no way. There's no way. Are you hearing the preacher? There's no way any of you, any of us can grow spiritually. When our Bibles are closed, it is when we begin to open our Bibles. It's when we begin to check what the Bible says. It is when we begin to read the Bible. That is when we begin to grow. You begin to develop muscle. You begin to develop teeth. You begin to be strong. When you do, when you read, when you take in the word into your spirit. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. I love, I love, I love, I love, I love what I'm teaching. You see, one of the benefits of the word, the word reveals the ways of God. The word reveals the ways of God. The word reveals the ways of God. A lot of people know the facts, know the acts of God, but not the ways of God. A lot of people, they know the acts. I mean, they know the the acts. yes. These are the miracles. These are the things that God can do. But they don't know the ways. They don't know how God does those things. So, the word makes you to know the ways. Not the acts. I don't just want to know the acts. I want to know how these acts are being performed. Am I talking to somebody? Somebody say hallelujah. So, the word of God reveals the ways of God. You see... The acts are the miracles but the ways refers to what triggers the miracle you see the word shows you what to do in order to get the miracle Psalms 103 verse 7 Psalms 103 verse 7 the Bible says he made known his ways unto Moses he made known his ways unto Moses his unto the children of Israel. He made known his ways unto Moses. Moses knew the ways of God. Whoa! Mahala, brika sukatia. What made Moses to stand out, the man knew the ways. He knew what to do to get the miracle. He knew that I got to believe God. I got to trust God to get the miracle. So the word of God begins to show you the ways. It begins to show you what to do, how to do it, how many times to do it in order to arrive at a place of miracle. So the word reveals the ways. If you can catch the ways of God, my friend, you are a goner in life. If you can catch the ways, nobody can catch you when you know the ways. When you know how to get the miracle. When you know how to get the breakthrough. I'm going to to somebody. Nobody, 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 not, nothing can stop you. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say blessed be the name of the Lord. There, there, there are things you must know about the word. There are a few things that I'm preparing to close. There are a few things you must know about the word. The word of God is what the church must preach. The word of God is what the church must preach. Anytime the church is no longer talking about the word, we have diverted. That is not preaching. That is motivation. That is whatsoever. The church of God must preach the word of God. Why? Second Timothy chapter 4 verse number 2. It says preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. Not physical science, not engineering, not psychology, not philosophy. Preach the word. Be instead in season, out of season, rep- reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Preach the word. So, the church must preach the word. This affects you must know, truth you must know. And, and another thing, God wants you to study the word. God wants you to study the word. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Study to show thyself approved unto God. God does not approve people that don't study the word. God will never put his stamp on a man or a woman that has no business with the word. The Bible says that study to show thyself approved unto God. The more word you take in God says, that's my girl. I can use that one for ministry. That one can be a pastor. That one can be a leader. When you study the word, how do we know that people are ready for leadership when they study the word somebody say hallelujah somebody say hallelujah study to show thyself approved unto god a workman that needeth not to be ashamed when you study the word there's no need for you to be ashamed you can't be ashamed when you study the word listen to this rightly dividing the word of truth the the bible is showing that when you study the word you arrive at a place whereby you rightly divide I love this. You rightly divide the word. So you, you can divide the word wrongly. You can divide the word wrongly, wrongly, wrongly. So there are people that divide the word, but they divide it wrongly because they don't study the word. Bible says that study to show thyself approved. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Another thing you need to know is that when the word is preached. God confirms it with miracles. When the word is preached, God confirms it with miracles. So miracles are nothing but a confirmation of the word. When you see a miracle happening in the church, it is God confirming what he said. So what is a miracle? A miracle is God's confirmation of his word. One more time. What is a miracle? Say it with me. It is God's confirmation of his word. Mark sixteen twenty. the Bible says, And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. The Lord preached with them, or the Lord worked with them by confirming the word with signs following. So when the apostles were preaching, God was confirming that word through miracles. When they say God will heal you, he was healing them, confirming the word. When they were saying God will bless you, God was confirming. So anytime you are filled of the word and you begin to declare, you begin to speak the word, God begins to confirm that word. Is there a miracle you are looking for in your house, in your life? Speak the word and God will confirm that word. Somebody say hallelujah. And as he confirms it, you get the miracle. As I'm getting ready to close. You can't hear the word of God and remain the same. You can't hear the word of God and remain the same. You can't hear the word of God remain the same. Luke 5 15, it says, But so much the more when the fame abroad of him and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed. To be here and to be healed of their infirmities. So they were hearing and being healed. When you hear the word, you can't remain the same. As you are hearing me teach this word, your life can't remain the same. Something is happening in your life right now. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Somebody say, Praise the Lord. Hebrews 4 2, it says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. So, this is to teach you that now, the word of God does not work where there is no faith. What makes the word of God to work is faith. The word of God cannot work. In other words, the word of God begins to work where it is believed. If I'm preaching and you believe, you receive. If you believe, you receive. Whatever you are believing God for, if you believe it, you receive. The word of God begins to work where it is believed. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Negative words and small mindedness places limits upon the word of God. I've already taught about that in Psalms 78 verse number 19 last week. Negative words and small mindedness. Don't allow yourself to have a small mind. You see, a lot of people, they struggle from having a small mind. A lot of people have left the village and came to the city, but the village never left them. To leave the village is one thing, but for the village to leave you. There are people in the city, but the, the village is still so strong, it's still dominating. When such a mindset is in your head, it limits God. The word of God cannot work in a place like that. You gotta arrive at a place whereby you understand that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all that which I can think or ask. You, you gotta arrive at, at a place that There's absolutely nothing my God cannot do. When you arrive at that place, the word begins to work. Somebody say, Amen. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Now, I need you to understand that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture. 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Somebody say hallelujah. Your your spirit lives by the word. Matthew 4:4. 4, 4. But he answered and said it is written, men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The word of God is the highest prophecy. No prophecy is higher than the word. 2nd Peter chapter number 1 verse number 19. We have also a sure word of prophecy (laughs) this is apostle peter we have a sure word of prophecy we have a sure word of prophecy the word of god is the is the shortest word of prophecy It's higher than any other prophecy somebody say amen the word of god carries creative qualities the word of god is a creative force john one one In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse number two. The same was in the beginning with God. Number three. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything that was made. All things were made by him. All things were made by the word. Everything was made by the word. So the word of God carries creative qualities. The word of God can create. Whatever that you don't have in your life, you can create it by the word. Can say, let there be this. Let there be change. Let there be increase in my business. And the word will create it. Somebody say, hallelujah. The word. So a healthy Christian, a healthy believer, is one that values the word. It's one that takes the word and put it in their heart. And I want to challenge you that in this season of COVID-19, you need to be spiritually healthy. Don't just be physically healthy, but be spiritually healthy. You see, devils don't respect your muscles. Devils respect your, your authority in the realm of the spirit. Am I talking to Zamba? When you say in the mighty name of Jesus, devil I rebuke you. And your spirit is strong. That devil has, has, no, has no choice but to pack and leave. But if you use your muscle, to, you, you can't defeat a witch by muscle my friend. You need the power that is in the word. You need the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say hallelujah. Whatever you are, I want to begin to challenge yourself that I got to be healthy in this season of COVID-19. The only way you're going to make it in this season is by the word of God. The only way you're going to come out being well is by the word of God. The only, the, the only way you're not going to faint and choke in this season of COVID-19 is by the word of God. And I challenge you, begin to read the word. Go back to the word. Some of you, you had left studying the word. Some of you, your Bible, whatever it is, it has dust. Go pick up your Bible because that is how you fight your battle. That is how you get your strength. Go pick up your Bible. Read the word again. Study the word again. Rebuke that devil. Some of you, the devil had depressed you and challenged you during the season of COVID-19. But I came here like an apostle on fire I came here like an ambulance To come and, and resurrect somebody's faith To come and charge somebody's faith That you are still anointed You are still called by God You are still powerful Stand up child of God Pick up the word Challenge that devil Destroy that devil When you begin to speak the word Fire comes out of your mouth When you begin to declare the word The devil has no choice but to leave And child of God Hey! Whatever the case may be Don't close your Bible Don't quit studying the word When you read that word, you get spiritually healthy. You get spiritually bisected. You get spiritually powerful. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? Are you hearing me right there in your house? Read that Bible. Declare that Bible. Uh, believe that Bible. Um, um, pick up that Bible in the middle of the night. Begin to prophesy your house. Prophesy your kids. Prophesy your future. Prophesy what you want to see in your family during this season. Prophesy your business. Begin to declare the word of God upon your business. That my business is going higher. My business is rising. Refuse to go down when you have the most powerful weapon in the world, which is the word of God. Somebody say hallelujah. That devil must stop harassing you. That witch must stop harassing you. The power is in your mouth. The power is in the word of God. You carry power. You are a child of God. You are anointed by God. You are called by God. You are selected by God. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can harm you. Nothing can block you. Ah, I came here to say it is time to unleash the power. It It is time to release the power. It is time to speak the word. It is time to get yourself healthy in the realm of the spirit by reading the word of God. Somebody say hallelujah. Let me pray to somebody. I, I want to pray for somebody. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I want you to understand that we are not just city boys. We are, we are anointed. We are highly anointed. There is an anointing, a dangerous anointing upon my life. There is an anointing for the thing you need. God has put it right here. And today I want to release this anointing to your house. I want you to connect with this anointing by faith wherever you are watching me from. Connect with this anointing. I want to release an anointing. Whatever issue that you are dealing with right now right here. I release the anointing of the Holy Ghost to come into your house. To come into your flat. To come into wherever you are. In the mighty name of Jesus. I break that barrier. I destroy that barrier. I destroy that challenge i pull out out of the pit wherever the enemy was saying you are not going to come out I pull you out by the anointing today you are coming out child of God As I pull you out in the name of Jesus I anoint you with fresh anointing I anoint you with power I anoint you with fire I say you are rising I prophesy that you are rising I don't know what is the situation but I came in to prophesy I come like Jesus how he came to the grave of Lazarus and he said Lazarus come out I come to your life and I say come out come out of that mess come out of that poverty come out of that sickness come out in the mighty name of jesus hey wherever you are begin to stretch your hands Whatever you are stretch your hand towards the screen stand up i want to pray i'm going to pray for somebody wherever you're watching me from father in the name of jesus i release the anointing upon your children I release grace upon your children. I release power upon your children. Their lives will never be the same again. Right now as I pray and as I prophesy. By the mantle of God upon my life. By the calling of Jesus. Father God in the office of the apostle right now. Mantles are released. Power is released. Grace is released. Anointing is released. Fire is released my God. Healing is released. Restoration is released. Right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever they need, it is released in the Name of Jesus. Whatever they are looking for, it is released in the name of Jesus. Whatever they want is released in the Name of Jesus. I prophesy that they are coming out of debt. I prophesy that there is peace in their marriages. I prophesy they will be promoted at work. I prophesy they will have bread to eat in this season of Covid 19. In the mighty Name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want to challenge you, we are going to give. Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 24 and 25. In the NIV, we are are going to give. I want to challenge you that at CLM, we are a giving church. I am a giving pastor myself. The the leaders will tell you when we reopen, they'll tell you how much money I have given in this season of COVID-19 to cushion the church. I am a giver myself in in thousands I have given. Let me say this to some of you. From the day I started working until today, I have never eaten my bonus. I don't know what is it to eat my bonus. I get paid bonus twice a year. All my bonus has come into the work of God. All my bonus. My bonus has been doing the things of God. And when I talk about giving, I talk about something that I do. And I want to challenge you, the one that you are watching. God is speaking to you that you've been a member of this church for many years. It is time to partner financially with this church. This church has blessed you. Some of you the job that you are working it came through this church. Some of you the car that you are driving it came through this church. Many of the breakthroughs that you have they came through this church. God is saying that it is time to partner with this church. I want you to partner. I want you to give that 10 rents, 50 rents, 100 rents, 1000, 5000, 10000 whatsoever the Lord is whispering into your spirit about. This time we are going to give and I challenge you begin to prepare your heart. And anytime the word of God touches you, don't make a mistake. It is the most perfect time to sow a seed. Anytime you feel that this is my word, this is my message, it is a time to sow your seed. Somebody say hallelujah. The Bible says that one person gives freely, yet gains even more. He, he, he gives freely and he gains even more. How do you gain even more? When you give freely. God says that my son and my daughter, when you give freely, you gain even more. And the Bible says, another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. God says, when you hold back, when I have a need, when I have things I'm doing and you don't partner with them, you come to poverty. Let me say this. Anytime you come to God and say, I need this. I need that. I need that. God says to you, seed. For every need you have, there is a seed in your hand. For every need you have, there is a seed. When God wanted all of us, he gave a seed which was Jesus and he got all of us. I'm talking to to somebody. For every need, when he needed us, the seed was Jesus. He sought Jesus. For every need you have in your life, in your career, in your job, in your family and in your business, there is a seed in your hand. Somebody say hallelujah. And verse 25 says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes, others will be refreshed. God says, when you refresh my work, you will be refreshed. The banking details are on your screen right now. I want you to get into your banking app. Begin to make that bank transfer. The Lord is speaking to you. This word is for somebody right now. God is saying that it is that time. Some of you, God is saying that I've been calling you to this. God is saying, I've been calling you to be a partner with this ministry. You, you came to this ministry because I wanted you to partner with this church. You and this church, you belong together. Your destiny is in this church as you are sowing in this church. God says, I'm going to do amazing things in your life. Some of the things you wish to have. God says, when you sow tonight, that miracle is coming. I want you to take a screenshot. I wanted you to save the banking details. Write them down. Begin to make your bank transfer as I'm going to pray. Begin to make that transfer. Begin to make that transfer, whether it is five rents, whether it is ten rents, whether it is fifty rents, whatever you have, partner with the work of God. I challenge you in this season of COVID nineteen. Partner with the work of God. If you go into the Bible in times of fair mind, it was where miracles came when people sold. Go into the Bible in time of fair mind. It is where great miracles came when people sold. I want to pray with you. Libarakasha katalabahaya. Whatever you are, I want to pray with you. Father, I release grace. For every need these people have, there is a seed. And Father God, I want to pray right now, tonight, in the name of Jesus. That people are receiving breakthroughs, are receiving miracles, my God. Financial miracles. As they partner with this work, we welcome the new partners in the name of Jesus. We welcome the new partners in our church. People that are partnering with us as of today, Father God, financially. Release a grace. Release an anointing upon all of them, my God. To be blessed. To be financially blessed. Never to lack anything in this season, my God. Let them be blessed. Let them be lifted. Let them go higher. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed and the church said, amen. As we are going to close, if you have just joined our church online, you have joined our church just before the lockdown, and you are not part and parcel of our church WhatsApp group, do send us an inbox. Send us your number on inbox we are going to edit in our whatsapp group we do have a church whatsapp group whereby all the updates of the ministry are happening we want you to, we want to plug you in there and do not be ashamed. We want anybody. This is open for anybody. If you are saying that I'm part and parcel of this church, it doesn't matter you joined us online yesterday. It doesn't matter you joined us today. It doesn't matter when you join us. We want you to be part and parcel of this family. This is a family church. This is a church where you belong. And wherever you are, wherever you are, have a great evening. Just know that I and Pastor Muriel love you so much. We care about you so much. If you're going through hell and you need counseling, you want to talk, do send us an inbox or do send us a WhatsApp or contact us in any way. Send us an email so that we can phone you and get to help you and get to counsel you. God bless you. Have a blessed evening. We'll see you again on Sunday. Hallelujah.